0: Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. It is a 12 hour live stream personal development marathon and podcast. And we're about to bring on Shelly Paxson in just a bit here. We are going to rock your world. This conversation called Soulbatical. And this this woman is just, she has an extensive track record in corporate and we're gonna bring that, that self-discovery process to discover who you are and the journey that she had is it's profound. So definitely stay tuned. Before we dive into that, I just wanna say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for choosing to be your greatest possible self. Whether it's showing up here on the podcast, listening, watching, whatever it might be. Whether it's listening to other podcasts, doing your daily disciplines, your habits, uh, going to live events, having coaches who help you become the best version of yourself. Whatever level and levels that you are playing at, I acknowledge you. Keep showing up. Keep taking one step at a time. Next up is going to be our iTunes review of the week. Let's see who it's by this week. It is Anthony C. Anthony C. says, amazing podcast. Chris Burns, this podcast has uplifted my soul with your high energy, passion, and powerful episodes. I recommend anyone that wants to become a better version of themselves to subscribe to this podcast. One of the best self-help podcasts of 2017. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We've been doing this for almost three years now, and uh, we are just rocking the house. It is a blast. So thank you for everyone who's tuned in, everyone who contributes. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream all day long, I even go all the way back into these archives and find these testimonials and reviews that are inspiring. Uh, definitely go to beergps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple podcast store. And then you will find our podcast. Subscribe listen to the latest episodes, and leave us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you in advance for doing that. I'm going to introduce Shelly in just a second here before that. Grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, because I have a feeling this is going to be some practical, tactical things to get reconnected with your soul, with who you are, your purpose, and what you're here to really do and share with the world. Shelly's doing some amazing things, so make sure you stay all around, stick around all the way through to the end of the interview, because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. Let's introduce Shelly, and then we'll bring on the screen. Shelly Paxton is an author, international speaker, and transformational coach. She spent 26 years spearheading the marketing for some of the world's most iconic brands, including Harley-Davidson, Visa, McDonald's, and AOL. She took a soul batacle, left corporate America, and now runs her own company, liberating fellow rebels and leaders and coaches executives at Fortune 100 companies as well. And we're blessed to have Shelly with us here today to rock the house. Shelly, are you ready to bring the heat, Superwoman? I am. Awesome, Woo. and I want to say thank you as well because I know you're like in the middle of a launch, getting this this book out there and having it impacting more people's lives. So thank you're you for taking. You're part
1: the time of today. it, and everybody listening to this is part of it. So thank yes. you. Yeah. And thank you. you know, yeah. I know.
0: I know a launch can can be super intense, and there's lots of different things that you get to juggle. So thank you for being here. And we're gonna dive yeah. straight in because I know our audience is hungry to get to know you more. We start off with the theme of today, which is soul communications. What does that Ooh, mean beautiful. for you, Shelly?
2: Soul
1: communications. For me, that means being in relationship with your soul. Mm. So for me, it's very much a looking, looking inwards, being, you know, having dialogue with your soul, understanding your deepest fears and desires. Mm. And man, I'll tell you, when I started to do that, my <laughs> world changed. <laughs> and I know we'll get into that.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. I think that's- I love that's...
1: the theme too. Thank you. That's so beautiful.
0: Oh my gosh. Like when, when I saw Soulbatical, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and communication too. because like. The, the, the month of, of February, I see it as a relationships month. Typically, people oh, focus nice. on external yeah. relationships. I'm like, wait a second. Let's start with that relationship with yourself first because if you don't have uh, that soul relationship, then what use is an external relationship that we're, amen, we're not Amen, really brother.
1: With? Yeah. Yeah. Can I share with you? There's a, there's a line I wrote in the book and it was so, it came through me. It's to this exact point as I was looking back and as I was getting in deeper relationship with myself, I realized I'd spent the majority of my life looking upward, not inward. And man, does that change your perspective and put, you know, put a a real, shows you where the value is in, in life and what you want to create out of it.
0: I love it. I want, I want everyone to tattoo tattoo this into your brain instead of <laughs> yeah. looking upward, instead of looking somewhere external, some some results, some house, some you know, trip, some like title. Look inward and find out what is it that's important to you. So Shelly, this is this is just the tip of the iceberg. But for everyone who's just getting connected with you, tell us a little bit more about the the book. we'll, we'll briefly touch on that and the work that you're doing today.
1: Yeah. So the book launched yesterday, officially, Woo! January 14th. So yes, <laughs> thank you, jazz hands. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, it's been super emotional. It's mm-hmm. been a really emotional ride. This book is it's called Soulbatical, A Corporate Rebel's Guide to Finding Your Best Life. It is um, my heart and soul in, on paper. Um, I've bared my soul because I want people to know like, you know, what looks really shiny to people on the outside, like the Instagram version of life. Mm -hmm. You never know what people are going through on the inside. And I wanted to share my story, my journey, what was going on beneath the surface, um, to help others understand, like when they start to have that relationship and really listen to what's going on inside and ask themselves difficult questions, like you just suggested. I mean, one of my favorites is, what are you pretending not to know? I asked my clients that all the time. And frankly, I asked myself that all the time. And that's one of the things that led to going on this journey. And, um, so the work I'm doing, so that, so the book, um, I wrote last year, it came out yesterday. So everyone can find it. Soul Batical has, uh, one L, two B's and one T (laughs) for anybody trying to spell it. um, And, uh, yeah, it's really, you know, it's a story of my journey. I go all the way back to 16 years old. So it's part memoir, part manifesto Mm -hmm. and part interactive guide. And to me, the latter bit is the most exciting, the interactive guide. So what I'm actually doing is I'm taking readers on a journey of my story, the good, the bad and the ugly, right? And then my discovery and uh, my sabbatical and my realization that sabbatical is a way of living. Mm. Um, and I'm asking the reader then at the end of each section to sit back and reflect on their own journey. So I've provided, you know, questions mm. and um, some tools and techniques. So you go on this ride with me and you learn more about yourself and maybe come to, you um, you know, face some of the fears that that you've been avoiding. I know I was avoiding my own fears for a very long time.
0: Shelly, I love it. And I also love that you really make it practical and actionable because information is great. And I'm sure you've, you've seen all the information, taken courses, gotten coaching, like all that great stuff. And you found, and I found that when I take action, when I do the work, when I uh, examine, reflect on what are the beliefs that must be in place that is creating this reality? What can I, what can I change? What can I shift? That's when we get the greatest results and we take action, we take courageous action. It's going to be imperfect it's going to look sloppy but hey we're doing it we're showing up and that's what exactly. creates that, that transformation
1: i love that you said that there's actually one thing in the book can i just insert little Let's things go. here yeah. and there yeah. okay awesome good i, I love free form <laughs> so one of the things you learn about me in the book for anybody who decides to read it is that i'm a graduate of second city improv here in chicago so Ooh. improv style and the school of yes and, and collaboration and building yes. that is like that's my religion <laughs> <laughs> that's totally, it's totally my religion. So anyway, I love, I love already, I can tell your style, Chris, I love it. Um, so one of the things, when you get to the reflection sections mm-hmm. of the book, I created a framework, you know, we all, there are all kinds of different frameworks, whatever works for you, if mine works for you, use it. And here's what it is. I turned soul into an acronym. Mm-hmm. And so S O U L S is show up, Right. S is show up. It's like, stop hiding. Stop playing small. So this is, this is really a framework for turning belief into action, like getting underneath what's driving those beliefs, creating a new belief, and then turning it into action. So like you said, taking micro steps. And so this soul framework can help you take those micro steps. You do not have to eat the whole enchilada. Just take one baby <laughs> step forward, right? Uh, the O is own it, mm. Right. Own that new belief, repeat it as a mantra to yourself. And I think that's beautiful because then you're internalizing it. Your nervous system is understanding it. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that we don't always pause to do and say like, my, I have to believe in myself as a coach before I can ever sell my coaching services mm-hmm. to anyone else. Mm-hmm. Same with you, right? Yep. So it's, that's the internalizing it piece. The you is unleash it, mm-hmm. right? So set your intentions And put your intentions out into the universe. And the L is live it. And I know you can smell this coming. Live it before you're ready. (laughs) Right?
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Live it before you're ready. Take those baby steps when it feels super uncomfortable because that's Mm -hmm. when you're hitting your edge. That's when you're close to breakthrough and growth. Yeah. So that's a fun little framework and hopefully it's an easy one to remember that can help people through, um, making some of those shifts.
0: I love it. And I want to recap it. So S is show up. O is own it. U is unleash it and L is live it. So number one, if you guys want to dive into this even more, go get the book, right? Soulbatical. just type that in S-O-U-L-B-B-A-T-I-C-A-L. Go check it out, get the book. And um, we're going to dive into this even more. But I also want to remind people like, hey, if you have questions about this, any particular one of these, if you're struggling with any particular one of these, make sure you drop it in the comments on Facebook because we're here live. And also after the fact, when you're listening to the podcast, replay, whatever it might be, if you have questions, take a screenshot, tag me, tag Shelly, like put it up, ask questions, create dialogue. That's where the magic oh, really Oh, I happens. love it. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I'm it's all so for
1: that. So yeah, let's go back, Shelly.
0: I want to go into your journey because marketing mm-hmm. was a, a big part for you and creating this framework. Like you had an amazing life. You had it all on paper. Tell us where where that all like really began for you, this drive to to create a successful career. Like when did that start?
1: Yeah, this is um oh this is a lot of the stuff that I mine in, in the book too. It's uh you know, I I I think I was almost like predestined and pre-programmed to follow my dad's path mm-hmm. and my dad's dream. So it was, which is really funny to say for a rebel. I mean, there's a reason the book is, you know, the subtitle of the book is called a corporate rebels guide to finding your best life, because I was a rebel. I was doing things in my own way, but it's interesting. I was still very much out of alignment with myself. And so early on, um, you know, as I, I, let's just put it this way. When, um, I was 15 years old. I mean, I tell I tell a story that I don't want to spoil for anybody who's going to read the book, um, or 16 years old, I should say. Let's just say that I went from being a competitive swimmer to a competitive drinker within the span of, like, two years. And I discovered sex, drugs, and rock and roll very young. <laughs> so... Um, I kind of made my way through uh high school as mm-hmm. a complete rebel, like kind of off the rails to be honest with you, mm-hmm. and then I really only started getting my act together when I was in college mm-hmm. and It was there that I kind of by default went into marketing mm-hmm. and I did like marketing to me it was sexy and it was fun, and I think it's also what I knew you know it's mm-hmm. like if you grow up in a family with doctors and lawyers like there's some and and for my dad, he had two daughters. So I think there was also a lot of pride in me following his path. So there was a ton of encouragement there. There wasn't any forcing, but there was a lot of encouragement. Suffice it to say, I started taking that path. I did internships while I was in college. And then I got two plum job offers at a sexy, big global ad agency when I graduated from college. And I was sort of on my way. And to be honest, I fell in love with the shiny object. Oh, yeah. (laughs) right as it's so easy to do and, and that shiny object brought me, I mean, listen, I know I come from, I I look at my story and I embrace the privilege and the good fortune in my story because there's, there's a lot of it. And Mm -hmm. I'm super honest about that in the way I talk about it and in the way I write the book. Um, and, And I was really in love with a lot of what I was doing. And then probably like three or four years into my advertising, career, Mm -hmm. I kind of started to feel this little nagging, like, what else is out there? What am I missing out on? Like, I've never even traveled outside of this country. So then Mm -hmm. through advertising, I got to take my first trip over to London and I started to get a taste of these things and what i what i ended up doing is i realized that my career was a way to see the world. Yep. My career, especially in advertising and marketing in the heyday, was an absolute round the world ticket. All i had to do was raise my hand and say i want to be that person and that's exactly what i did. What's funny and i talk about this in the book is when i was 26 years old, it was kind of my first soul crisis if mm. you can call it that. I don't even think i call it that in my book, but my soul <laughs> crisis was I was like, I was doing second city improv. I was doing improv here in Chicago and I was having a ton of fun, but I was feeling like my life was like a one-legged stool and it was really, really well polished. And I'm like, what else is there? Like, what's the dimension? What's going to like, what's going to like make my soul sing? I was asking those questions at 26. So just to put this on a timeline, That was 26 years old. When I finally left Harley in my corporate career, I was 46 years old. Wow. So there was like 20 years in there where I was kind of wrestling with a lot of this. But similar to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation, Mm. I really wasn't listening. Mm. I wasn't in touch with myself. I was looking upward. I was looking outward. I wasn't spending time inside. And a lot of it was fear, right? How how would you,
0: Shelley, real quick, how would you advise someone who may feel like they're driven they want a lot in life but something's just not clicking how would they know if they're not turning inward to, to discover that
1: well my my advice is start to get really comfortable with turning inward right mm. even even if it's even if it's spending you know 10 minutes a day yeah. like find 10 minutes we can all find 10 minutes 20 minutes. Um, whether it's for meditation or simply to sit in stillness, yeah. I think it's one of the things that's so undervalued in our society today, right? It's so noisy and it's always on and we're surrounded by gadgets and screens and everything. My, one of my favorite books recently is Ryan Holliday's Stillness is the Key. Mm. I don't know if you've read that, yeah, but I, like I will, oh, read it. And I would recommend it to everybody listening to this yeah. or watching us, yeah. um, it is fabulous, and he really kind of goes through like how stillness is sort of the antidote to our busy society and burnout and so much of what we're facing today. And it's a lot of what I end up talking about in Solvatical. So I don't think there's a tool. I don't think there's a shortcut. Like I, uh, one of the jokes I make in the book is like, have you ever tried to Google life hack? It literally, it returns like 500 million (laughs) searches on Google. It's insane. And it made me really, like I laughed and then I kind of felt sad. I was like, that's what so many of us are trying to do. We're trying to hack it. We're trying to bypass it. Mm -hmm. And instead, we simply need to experience it. Mm -hmm. So I would say start getting, having that dialogue. Like, do you know what your intuitive voice sounds like? Do you Mm -hmm. know what it feels like in your body? When you're on the right path, Mm -hmm. when you find that like gem of an idea or you have that inspiration, like get in touch with those things like your body knows and your body's telling you so much. And part of my part of my story is that I had all these illnesses along the way and I was ignoring all of it. If I had really tuned in, I mean, as you know, there's so much there's a gift in pain. Mm -hmm. There's always a gift and there's always a message in pain. And I wasn't paying attention to it. I was sort of like doing my warrior thing oh, and yeah. powering through oh, and, you know,
2: Suck all, it up. all of that jazz.
1: <laughs> Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, so God. there's a lot of that. So yes, yeah, so I, I would say don't try to bypass it, but also don't think you have to sit for three hours in meditation, mm-hmm. right? There's a micro step here, which is spend 10 or 15 minutes in stillness with yeah. yourself. And maybe even ask yourself that question, like, what are you pretending not to know? Hmm. One of my
2: other favorites is, you know, what are you not giving yourself permission to do? Wow. Spend some time in silence with those questions and simply see what comes up. And I'll tell
1: you, it's like, I, I, I joke about this in the book because I know I say these things now and they're comfortable for me now as I've been on this journey for three and a half years. But when I first started doing this work and trying to sit in silence with myself, Mm -hmm. I was running my grocery list through my head. Mm -hmm. I was ranking the sexiness of the Game of Thrones cast, like (laughs) I was doing everything. So what I would say to everybody who's spending time with us is just know that that's gonna happen and be okay with it. And it will become increasingly comfortable over time, but don't try to hack it.
0: I love it. And I, I think it's, it's cool because people are searching because they, they feel that something's missing. They feel like there's a hole inside of themselves and no matter what they do, no matter how much they accomplish, no matter how much effort they give, it, it doesn't fill up, you know, it never feels yeah. complete and worthy and loved, seen, heard, accepted, all these beautiful things. And I think it's, it's great because people are seeking but it's like they're seeking the not necessarily the thing that's going to get them to where they want to go, and a lot of times it's those basics. Going back to the basics, mastering the fundamentals of like checking in with ourselves. Like th- this thing that you said: Do you know what it feels like when you're when you're on the right track? Do you know what your yeah. body feels like? Like my goodness gracious! If we were all taught these these, these questions to sit with, as as a young kid you know growing up so that we had this this intuition so that we had this sense of how do we understand ourselves and how do we understand the world and interact with it in the best most harmonious empowering fulfilling joyous happy way and we're not yes. given that that framework and so i love that you use that word as well because whatever someone's framework is make sure you use it make sure you're consistent with yeah. it make sure you have a discipline with your framework and like like leverage it to keep Opening up the layers and being curious about who you are.
1: Yeah, I love to use so I use the word curiosity a lot yeah. in in my life, in my coaching, and in in the book. Yeah. I mean, get curious to me is like the best mantra any of us can ever live by. Get curious. Mm. Get curious with yourself. Get curious in creating connections with others. Get mm. curious in what makes you tick. Right. Mm. It, and there's just so many beautiful ways to play that out. So I love, I feel like I want to get a tattoo like right here that says one that says rebel Soul" and one that says get curious. I, <laughs> I think it. that would be really cool actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, maybe on, on one of your future launches, when you like reach, reach a certain milestone, you're like, okay, I'm
1: doing I'll am doing. i debut them.
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> totally.
2: I love it. I this love is, it. That's
1: so funny.
0: This is amazing, Shelly. I love it. And I also, I want to dive into, um, you know, what, what, what was the transition of um, Soul of the work? You mentioned that you had this success. You weren't looking inward and you were having some health challenges. When did you say enough is enough? Like I'm I'm done trying to fit into somebody else's mold.
1: Yeah, this is um, who this is a, an emotional one for me because it was about. So, you know, I kind of I had been sensing like that. I had this um. Like you said earlier, it's like on paper, yeah. I had the sexiest, coolest job, at least for a marketer. Yeah. For a marketer, it doesn't get any better than being in the top marketing job at one of the most iconic brands in the world mm-hmm. that people tattoo on their bodies, right? Yeah. Like that's pretty yeah. epic. Hardcore. And you're <laughs> riding motorcycles around the world. And um, with this, I mean, just the the loyal group of people yeah. of Harley riders and that community is like no other, yeah. So there's so much goodness, right? And then I, I mean, I've spent 26 years in marketing and advertising. I don't regret a single second of it, mm-hmm. not a single second. It led me to where I am on this journey right now. And I am, you know, and I, I, I am, I feel very blessed mm-hmm. to have had all of it. At the same time, I knew that I was ignoring something. I mean, if you had asked me, let's say six years ago, Shelly, what are you pretending not to know? you know, I would have just armored up. I would have armored up. I would have not wanted to answer. I would have changed the subject and I probably would have poured myself another bottle of wine. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's so, so what ended up happening is you and I both know this, like the universe is going to keep shaking you, whatever you believe in source universe, God, it doesn't matter. You're going to get shaken to wake up. And The thing is, like one of the top regrets of the dying is like I didn't live the life I really wanted to live. I lived the life others expected of me. It's the number one regret of the dying, and for me, it's like I'm now on a mission to say, "Oh hell no, that's not what we're going to say on our deathbed. We are going to live fully, and you know we're going to live fully, and we're going to and we're going to live our legacy." Right. So what ended up happening to me to answer your question is the universe shook me and and literally. I, I, you know, so he literally woke me up. Mm-hmm. And it was in the sense that I started having a nightmare mm-hmm. for the final year that I was at Harley. And this sounds crazy coming from, I think, at the time when it started, I was 45 years old. So, this like 45 year old badass career woman who's running a team of 200 people around the world, like everything looks, you know, perfect on the outside. Mm-hmm. And every night, probably five nights a week, I'm getting ripped out of my sleep at 2am and I'm seeing the exact same nightmare. And this is actually where the book starts. Um, And it, it starts with me experiencing this nightmare. Where every single time I'm led on this journey through a place that kind of looks like my apartment, but it feels dead, I actually say it's like one of those things where you go, I don't know if this is reality or not reality, but you Mm -hmm. feel like you're in a place where a murder just happened or is about to happen. Like it had that creepy feeling to it. And I'm led through a series of rooms until ultimately. There's a small utility closet inside this barren, dark room. No windows, no decor, no lights, no nothing. But there's a small outline, a utility closet that is a little dim bulb inside of it. And every time I open it up, I see my dog who had died five or six years prior to when I was having this nightmare. I discover that he's still alive, but he's barely breathing he's neglected, he's malnourished, he's whimpering for love. And I just break down because, I mean, imagine for like your fur baby, for a child, whatever, it's like ripping your heart out. And so I started to do, this is actually what got me into the work. So just to connect the dots on what you're asking, it got me into the work because I realized I had to understand what is this nightmare trying to tell me hmm. and honestly i tried to fight my way through it for a good like 4 months until i just i couldn't take it anymore i finally broke down and told my sister i was having this nightmare and like i was losing my mind and then i went to the doctor who runs the physical program the executive physical program for harley hmm. and i said i need help i need help trying to understand what's going on and so hmm. he's the one who first introduced me to meditation And to some Buddhist thinking and got me on this path to say, spend 20 minutes a morning, like he immediately kind of set me into 20 minutes. Um, and, and I think he's the same one who said to me, like, if you can't find 20 minutes, I'm going to recommend three hours, right? <laughs> yes. so, which is also advice I would give to everybody, yes. right? Who's, who's with us. And so that was my first introduction to meditation. And through doing meditation over a series of months, what I realized and what I eventually saw and heard through my meditation was this like chant of hmm. acknowledge me. Listen to me, love me, nurture me. And what I realized is seeing my dog in that shape, neglected and dying, was actually a proxy for my soul. And that was heavy. And then I started to go, oh my God, like, is, can I even get back into relationship with my soul? And then I, you know, so I was. I started asking myself all these questions, but I realized in that moment when I had that discovery that I had big work to do in the world Mm. and that I really needed to get back into relationship with my soul, listen to it, follow it on a journey and see where that took me. And I had this inkling that it was going to be toward my higher calling and my bigger purpose, but I had no idea
2: what that was in the moment.
0: Shelly, this is, this is amazing. So I want to link some of the things that you've shared so far together. Um, So this, these questions like, what are you pretending not to know? What are you not giving yourself permission to do? These are, these are excavation questions. I feel like to discover what is within what, what is in a deeper level in, in the, when we peel away the layers of the onion, what is closer to our true essence, who we are, what we're here to do, how we're meant to spend and invest our time, our life force energy, which is so freaking precious. Like, and if we're not achieving that, if if we're not getting closer, if we're not curious, that, that energy of curiosity, like insane curiosity about like, what is it that, drives me what is it that's important to me so that we can be our greatest possible self like i I think it is a level of obsession with getting to that core to that like soul of who we are
2: Ooh, that gives me goosebumps yes it's (laughs) like you
0: you did not yet have that you had drive you had you know like you knew how to oh. get shit done. You were like, go, go, ambition,
1: go. Ambition, drive, go. <laughs> warrior, all of it. All of it. You had totally. it. You
0: had it. And that that's what you possessed that was your strength. And I think it's, it's beautiful because a lot of successful people have that, that ambition, yeah. that drive and they might not be feeling like the 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 traction with their soul the connection with their soul that that purpose driven life so i just want to remind our audience for everyone who's tuning in like even though people might look like they have it on the external don't think that they're any like better or or different thing, like they're different, but don't think they're any better than you. Everyone's on their own journey at the, the perfect time. And if you're receiving nudges, maybe you're not. You know, maybe some people don't know the signs that life is trying to tell you that you're off track. Yeah. Maybe you, you've been ignoring it. Maybe you have a really big blind spot that this thing that keeps happening or this type of energy that is in your life, you're just not even tuned into it. When you get curious, when you create that stillness in your life, then you can be able to transcend whatever is your current level. And I think we're all on the journey to become our greatest possible self. So I just wanted to connect a couple of those dots there because
2: this is, this is profound.
1: Yeah, well done too. And, and by the way, so just to take that then one step further, if I can draw the next connection, when I decided that it was time to leave Harley, so... That when that was revealed to me, it was just sort of a it stopped me in my tracks. And Mm -hmm. I started looking at my behavior and I realized I was drinking a bottle bottle of wine at least a night. I was numbing myself completely. I was basically drowning myself in food and wine. Mm -hmm. And then I was over exercising to try to compensate for all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And I was working 14-hour days, and so I was burning myself out in the process, right? So I have this discovery and I realized this is not work I can do in the context of the way Harley is working in the context of just the scope of my role and what's, you know, what's demanded of me. And, um, I decided that it was time for me to leave. And I didn't know at the time that I was permanently leaving my corporate career. All I knew was that I needed to take a step away And I needed to go on an exploration. At the time, I called it a journey to um, nourish my creative soul. Mm. And that's the way I was thinking about it, because I wasn't quite as enlightened as I am now. And Mm. I'm still on a journey as we all are, right? It never ends. Mm. Um, but I was like, I know if I get back in touch, like I felt like my creative soul, like I literally felt super successful on the outside. And like, I was dying a little bit on the inside. And I'm mm. guessing that's going to resonate with a lot of people. It's like, I felt this void and, and I almost felt guilty for feeling the void. Because I thought, God, I have so much good fortune. I have this, you know, this amazing job and I make really good money and I can afford to have two places and a motorcycle and an awesome car and on and on, yeah, right? Yeah. I have a loving, supportive family. And when I said, I need to take a step away from corporate America and I need to go on this soul-searching mission and I need to nourish and nurture my soul, yeah. everyone in my world thought I was insane. My family included my family in the book. I literally come out and say, there's a lot of bad words in my book, but I come out and say, (laughs) people thought I was batshit crazy. (laughs) Completely off my rocker. Like one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm -hmm. And because that's what it looks like from the outside. Right. And, and that was probably the most courage I've ever had. The two most courageous things I've ever done are leave Harley Mm -hmm. and write this book. Mm -hmm. Like I can say that hands down because they're both very vulnerable positions because I didn't know what was going to happen to me. I didn't know if anybody would ever hire me back if I chose to go back into the corporate world. Mm. Um, And so where I'm leading with this, what I think could be helpful to any listeners is I had to give myself a title
2: Mm.
1: in order to remind myself of the responsibility that I had on this journey. Because that's kind of all I knew, like my identity, and believe me, I had to do some unraveling of my identity further on down the path. So as we talk about the sabbatical journey, um, we'll, we'll get to that. But at this point, what I realized is I wanted people to understand the weight of what I was doing, that mm-hmm. I wasn't just going to gallivant around the world and take time off and basically go on an extended holiday but that i the gravity of wanting to do this deep inner work and i didn't even know what that meant or what it looked like mm-hmm. so i gave myself a title and i called myself chief soul officer mm-hmm. of my own life and then i said i'm going on this journey called soul sabbatical because it's not a vacation mm-hmm. it's not technically a sabbatical It is a time I'm going to nourish my soul and try to understand what, what is this journey I'm on? What is my bigger calling or purpose Mm -hmm. and just take one micro step at a time. And I didn't have it all planned out, but I say that because what I've learned in this journey is that my, my kind of call to arms in the book and in, in just in life in general is Mm -hmm. I want us all to become chief soul officers of our lives. Yep. To me, that's a revolution, right? It, it's the, we, we know who we are. Yep. We're authentic and true to who we are. Yep. We know the life that we want to create, right? Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we know that authenticity is the truest form of rebellion. Mm-hmm. You know, we totally understand the, the impact we want to have in the world, right? And we're willing to go on that journey to create it. And that can look a many, many different ways. So, what I ultimately realized when I sort of like crowned myself chief soul officer and went on this journey is like, I thought this was a given period of time, right? I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm doing this for a year and I'll see what happens and then I'll see where it leads me. And now I realize actually what I discovered was my calling. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered is it is so liberating to be chief soul officer of your own life. I've actually developed 10 commandments around it. I love it. Because I love this idea and I still don't have them all memorized. So I made myself a little cheat sheet here, (laughs) but whether we go through them or not, authenticity is the truest form of rebellion is one of the beliefs of a chief soul officer. That's one of the commandments.
0: Well, I want to, I want to, I want to dive into this because this is, you shared so much great stuff there. Um, So number one, you took charge of your life. You said, I'm going to give myself the title. Uh, and you used you leveraged a driving force that you you've been driven by your whole life right to 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 achieve to yeah. to be recognized public recognition of i am this person i am i am marketing director i am x y z of this company that is who I am, and I think a lot of people have that identity they get their their human worth identity mixed up with a title yes. with, you know something outside of themselves, so why not leverage that that thing that's already there, it's a paradigm, it's burned into us, why Out not use it and use the chief sole officer to say, okay, whatever I was going for before, it's great, but this is a higher purpose. This is a higher yeah. higher bar that I'm setting my, for myself. Like a greatest possible self, right? I'm gonna be my totally. greatest possible self. Like what totally. does that mean? How do I live that every single day? If you're the chief sole officer of your life every single day, like you are in charge. You are empowered. You have everything that you need. You're resourceful. Like the the buck stops with you, right? Like you can't blame anything else anymore. Yeah. It is, you and are the- And values. The,
2: the,
1: yeah. And boundaries. You know, and energy management and yep. all of those things become so incredibly important when you have that hat on
2: wow
0: it's like pri- it- prioritization of is my life a well-oiled machine like i'm i'm yeah. i'm chief cook and bottle washer of my life so how does it look? <laughs> you know, totally. like, let's clean it
1: totally. up. <laughs> let's clean it up. And, and let's, let's really own yeah. our responsibility mm. for creating that life. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's yeah. another commandment, right? We create our lives. We don't live at the effect of them.
2: Yes.
1: That's another mm. chief soul officer commandment, which is like, you know, st- let's stop being the victims of our own lives. And let's say I have choice. We don't always have two amazing choices, Let's be honest, like life can get difficult, like we said, like there's, but there's always a gift in the pain. There's always a gift in the challenge. Um, And so we have to own that accountability and responsibility and make those decisions and say, no, I want to move in this direction. And so I'm going to do everything possible to start, you know, use the soul framework as an example, right? To start moving in that direction and taking those micro steps. So I love that too, because another uh, here's another commandment that I love, just while we're on this topic, is um, we don't ask for permission. We give ourselves permission. Mm, mm, mm. And, I mean, I love that because I have to remind myself, I literally have – so you can tell orange is my color. You can probably see my house is orange all over the place and a fire going cause it's really cold in Chicago. Um, so I have orange everywhere, but more specifically I've post-it notes everywhere and what a beautiful exercise that people can do is literally use post-it notes or use your journal, whatever you have. Mm-hmm. And every morning ask yourself, you know, what do I need to give myself permission to do mm-hmm. or not to do or to leave behind in order to show up most powerfully today or in this meeting or in, you know, or with my partner or whatever the case may be. You can you can completely be flexible with how you word the question, mm-hmm. but it's, I mean, that is such a powerful way to start your day because it's like, it just kind of says, you know what? It's okay, like right now, I got on a co- a, a coaching community call earlier today and it was like a check-in and I gave myself permission to be emotional because mm. I am emotional right now. I'm in the middle of one of the biggest moments, like a milestone moment in my life and it's okay. And I started crying on the call on the, zoom, you know, it was all of us on zoom, like the Brady bunch. And I was just <laughs> bawling and thanking everyone for their love and support. And I was saying how overwhelmed I was and, or I am right now and how I'm also getting this beautiful masterclass mm. in learning how to receive love.
2: Wow, wow, Shelly.
0: I love it. I love it. And I yeah. also, I wanna, I wanna, like, just really highlight those breadcrumbs of the commandments that you're sharing.
2: Yeah. And I wanna, I
0: wanna give people uh, incentive to go get the freaking book. We're, we're not gonna share any more of <laughs> the commandments. Like, those are, those are beautiful. And there's more. So go get more. Yeah. Uh, soul badacle, go get the book. And I, I just love it. I love what you're sharing because this is this is profound and to give ourselves permission i love that that's that's such a big theme and focus for you as well because yeah. like that is we we can be do and have anything that we desire right anything we set our mind to anything we invest our energy into like we will create that that the fruit of that investment of that desire of that purpose whatever is for yeah. us is meant for us and it will not pass us by right but we have to give ourselves permission to go for it and to really go all in and totally. the, the daily reflection of that i think is is profound because it's easy once a year to say okay what am i going to give myself permission to do this year oh write a book okay great 3 months later 6 months later you're like did i give myself permission to write for 10 minutes today no like have i done no. it for the last 6 months no okay well Let's start with this micro step. You gave yourself permission at the beginning of the year to write a book. What have you done with that? Have you followed through on that intention, on that commitment? If not, what can you do today?
1: Well here's a great example too. I just wrote this in my my newsletter out to my community last Sunday. I typically send my newsletter out the first Sunday of every month. I mm-hmm. say it's it's called soul fuel. I and for me it. it's like starting your and and for anybody who wants to join in on the list, go to my website right on the homepage on the top and you says there's a button that says sign me up. So if that's of interest, but the the point is I So I write those leading up to and then publish them on the first Sunday of every month. Well, if you think about January, I think it was January 3rd was the first Sunday of the month. And that was on the back of Christmas holidays and New Year's and all of that. And I was actually down in Florida with my parents and a friend of mine. And I decided that before the book launch, I was just checking out. I really needed downtime. I gave myself permission to relax, to not do any work, and to delay my newsletter by a week. And I will tell you that I would have otherwise been wound tightly in a ball every single day fighting with myself about writing that versus relaxing, writing Mm. versus relaxing. And instead, I went into the week and I said, I'm giving myself permission to check out. And I'm giving myself permission to say to my community, I'm a week late, here's why. And there was a lesson in this and I wanna share it with you. And it was beautiful.
0: And I think that they got more connected with you too because you you like owned that, hey, I'm not gonna be like perfect all the time. Yeah. And, and if I give myself permission to, you know, take time to rest, to rejuvenate, to be with family, like I'm, I, for example, for this marathon, like I'm doing this marathon to serve people. And if I'm like killing myself to do it, then it doesn't serve the people who I'm trying to reach and impact and yeah. making, make a difference exactly. in their life. So like whatever it is that we create, create it to the point where, we're doing it to serve others, and if it becomes this mm-hmm. burden, this hamster wheel, this endless treadmill of of like exhaustion, then it is no longer serving the purpose of your soul. It is no longer the vehicle of you being the chief soul officer of your life. Like that vehicle is is broken. the The radiator's yeah. damaged. The whatever, like transmission yeah. needs to be freaking yeah. replaced. Yeah, no, you're
1: stalled on the side of the road. Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly. Exactly, oh, exactly. So. it's crazy. <laughs> Well, and it's in the thing, I think it's a beautiful way of saying it because it's not only is it not serving you, it's not Mm -hmm. serving anybody else. Exactly. Right. So it's sort of like the double whammy. Yeah. And it's like, so how do we want to show up in the world and what do we need? What? are we clear on our values? I, I find that a lot of people aren't even clear on their values. So some of that tension and that stress is like a misalignment with, well, what do I even care about the most? Yeah. And for people who haven't done this, so I've studied with Brene Brown. I'm certified in her Dare to Lead work. I am a massive Sister Brene fan, as I call her. <laughs> um, but if you, it, it, there's, she has on her website, brenebrown.com, you can go, she has list of like, Tons of values. I don't even know how, let's call it a hundred and something values. Go into the exercise of trying to find, figure out what are your top two, maximum three. It's a really challenging exercise. And when you do, I will tell you, it is a breakthrough. And there is so much clarity that comes from understanding, like, oh, this is what I stand for. And for me, it's like I stand for my number one value is freedom. And I sat back and I laughed and I thought, well, it's funny, like, I get why I worked for Harley Davidson because Harley also stands for freedom, but actually the work I was doing, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have freedom in my life at all. So now I live a life around freedom, authenticity, and courage. And my number four is connection. And I always Mm -hmm. kind of jumble those four together, but doing that work, oh man, that's like, I think that's a gift that we could give to everybody listening to or watching this so to highlight
0: that- highlight that again, go to Brene Brown's website and you'll see the list of 100 plus values on there, and then boil it down to what are your top two, max three, and I think that'll give clarity for the decisions that we make too. Like, am I fulfilling this value in every area of my life? Like, do oh, I embody this? Do I do I do people think about this? value when i leave yeah. the room you know that's like a, a brand a culture like what do people say about you after you've left then you'll know like are they are people thinking about freedom like shelly you're a freaking rebel like you're 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 creating freedom you're creating totally. empowerment <laughs> so that anyone who's tuning in right now they're like yes i feel empowered i feel inspired i can go be do and have whatever i want so i, I think it's it's powerful as well as giving yourself permission there's yes freedom. there's freedom in that as well and i, I want to highlight uh, Maximilian Webster is in the audience. He said, I decided today to give myself permission to witness myself with more compassion.
1: Oh. Mm. Maximilian, that's mm. beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Mm. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And I mean, really, like these are profound. I mean, you could literally say, I give myself permission to take a 10 minute nap, and it's mm. profound because we don't otherwise do this. Yeah. You know, it's it's like. You know what? Instead of having that cup of coffee in the afternoon that no one ever needs, just take a ten-minute power nap, yeah. or put something in your ears and just like let yourself close your eyes for a few minutes. Mm. Give yourself a chance to recharge. But there are what, like sort of non-chemical ways to do these things. Yeah.
0: And it's kind of counterintuitive too, because like, if you go, if you go like walk around outside, get fresh air, go, go hug a tree, right. It might not (laughs) seem like the instant gratification, instant boost of coffee, but in actuality, it's actually a a much better holistic, alivening energetically, you know, that will pay off way more long-term, but people don't see the, the small actions that they take and the consequences of those compounded. And I also wanted to circle back around to meditation. We had a question from Janet who said, did you start personally, Shelly, did you start with a guided meditation or did you just go straight into silence?
1: Oh, I started with guided meditation. I started with the Headspace app.
2: Mm.
1: Yeah, that was my very first entree into meditation. And it was golden for me because I think I would have been lost and probably not very motivated. But if this will tell you everything about me, I mean, so my book is quite cheeky because I guess that's the way I am. I'm a rebel and <laughs> I'm, you know, I've got a good sense of humor. And so, I, part of my motivation was for anybody who knows the Headspace app, it's it's um, narrated by Andy, the guy who founded Headspace. And, so, and he's a Brit. Yep. And so for me, my motivation was like, I got to listen to this sexy British voice. So I was like, <laughs> hell yeah, I want to spend 20 minutes every day <laughs> meditating. <laughs> so whatever it takes. Yeah. Like, honestly, that's my guidance to people. Now, I actually, I don't use Headspace anymore. I am addicted to the Calm app, which oh. is another membership app. Calm and Insight Timer are two of my favorites. Calm is membership, a membership app, but I go to sleep to their sleep stories. Mm. They have sleep stories and sleep sounds that I've just found are almost like my white noise wherever I'm traveling in the world. Um, and Insight Timer is actually free. And that one's quite good as well. So whatever works, but man, if you're just getting into meditation, I would absolutely say do guided meditation. And I'm so impressed with a variety of what they have. I mean, they have things around anxiety and creativity and fear of flying. I mean, there's so there's, there's just like, it it is a, it's a massive resource. It's a treasure trove.
0: Wow, that's beautiful, and I love all these resources that you're mentioning, and they'll also be in the show notes for anyone who's checking out the podcast or after the fact. You want to look at that, and also I wanted to highlight as well when you uh, said, "I'm going on this soul I'm going to to rediscover who I am." Um, that took courage. That took took like mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, like I'm gonna go discover what is is most important to me," and not everyone understood that. Like your friends and family, they're like, "But but why? Like what's what's going?" on. And so whether it's your resources, whether it's your daily routine, whatever it might be, like, don't try to buy into somebody else's like mold or whatever was working for them. Like all these things that Shelly's sharing, all the guests who come on today, like try it, try it, put it into use, practice it, see if it works for you. You got to give yourself, you know, a grace period. There might be a learning curve. There might be time to, to practice the habit. So it becomes a habit, but really practice these things, give it a shot. And if you've never used an app like Calm or Headspace or anything like that, and it's like resonating with you and you know, in your, in your heart and your gut, you're like, man, I need more stillness, man. I need to reconnect with myself. Like go practice it. Give yourself a a challenge, give yourself an invitation, give yourself permission to go practice it. And if you mess up, that's okay. And especially if it's new for you, Send a message to Shelly. Say, hey, I'm I'm I've never done this before, but I'm gonna give it a shot. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I wanna learn more. Can you give me more information? people like Shelly are gonna be so freaking open to share their experience, to help you, to take those For next sure. steps. Like I I just love when people reach out and connect it. It just it opens up so many possibilities.
1: Yeah. And I'm always happy to help because for, yeah, I mean, honestly, the, it's funny, my book was sitting next to me, so I described it. Yes. Um, if I wanted to, uh, I wanted to share something, but it's not, it's not relevant. It's just, you can do things that other people tell you, you can't, mm. right? Like mm. we live in a society of people mm. telling us what we can and can't do or what we should and shouldn't do. There's a whole chapter in my book called shooting all over myself right? Because that's what I was doing. I started realizing that it was like, well, I should do this. I should do that. And these things became almost life threatening at certain points. Like mm-hmm. I, I won't go into all the shoulds. People can read them if they choose to, but I think that's powerful. It's like, then I have a whole set of, a whole set of questions around that too. It's like, well, where are you shooting all over yourself? Mm-hmm. Right? Catch your la- language matters. So catch yourself. If you find yourself saying, well, I should do that ask yourself why and then ask yourself why again and ask yourself well wait a second what does it look like to say i want to do that mm-hmm. i get to do that i'm so lucky that i get to x like so what does that look like mm-hmm. so we need to catch ourselves in our language sometimes and believe me i'm speaking from experience and i still do it i still catch myself going oh yeah
2: oh, well yeah.
1: i should i should go to that thing <laughs> well why why? Right. Yeah. Because somebody thinks I should, because it's somebody else's priority, not mine. Mm. Right. So those are, those are important questions to ask ourselves. And, um, so I wanted, I wanted to share that. I think that's, um, you know, I think that's an important part of this journey as well is really shifting our language is shifting mindset and shifting language. You know, it's sort of like when you find yourself saying, I can't do something, say, really? is it that I can't do it or is it that I'm choosing not to do it? Or is it that somebody else told me I can't do it? Mm. Like start to, again, we're back to get curious, right? Get curious about what that's about. But I mean, I'm honestly like, to me, I'm on such a mission to get more and more of us to be chief soul officers of our lives so we can create a cultural revolution Mm. and honestly change the cultures in our workplaces change the culture in general. I mean, it's really sad. Like the statistics today that everybody knows, it's like one in three people say they're unhappy. You know, depression rates are skyrocketing. Suicide rates are the highest they've been in 20 years. Like we have burnout is, burnout is life-threatening, right? So we have like these pandemics on our hand. And I look at Solvatical as a way of being and an antidote to what's going on in our society. And a lot of that is based in a very personal story that I I won't share here because I think it'll take us to, um, we don't have enough time to to cover it probably in earnest. But I will say this, 10% of the proceeds, of my proceeds from the sales of my book in every format are going to the Life is Priceless Foundation. Mm And the Life is Priceless Foundation, it's LIPF.org for anybody who wants to look it up or if you want to throw it in the show notes, Mm -hmm. Um, they support the um, research and treatment of um, mental health, uh, depression, and also suicide prevention. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very close to my heart, not only from my own personal story, which people will learn about. Uh, but also losing a friend of mine um, to suicide
2: eight years ago. And actually this uh, foundation was established in his honor. Well, I can't say that like what happened, um, there's like nothing, there's
0: nothing um, right or like just about it, um, but I'm grateful for the work that you're doing today, yeah. Shelley, in honor of that person. And, um, you know, it, it is so important, the the mental health work. And like you said, it is an epidemic of people who just don't feel like they belong. They're so stressed out. They're so exhausted. They're so, you know, at at their wits end of how to yeah. get through another day. And, yeah. uh,
1: and this is taking back our power. Pa- Hour. And yeah. it's step by step, right? This isn't a light switch. You don't flip it on. This is doing the work and taking the micro steps like we've talked about and um and shifting mindset is such it's such a big piece of it, but also yeah, creating that community and knowing we're not alone. And so I wanted to make sure that I mentioned that because it's really important to me. It's it's a piece of my story and my personal history. Um, and, and I really like, as I was putting this work into the world, I wanted it to be attached to uh, a bigger purpose that I really believe in. Um, and I want to give back and, and find a way to further connect.
0: Yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it big time, Shelly. So I want to let people know how they can stay connected with you. What are the next steps that they can take on the journey? How do they get the book?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, getting, getting the book, go on to, um, well, actually, the easiest way, and I'll, Chris, I'll give you a link for the show notes. Um, I would say the easiest way is go on to Amazon or Barnes and Noble or your favorite indie bookstore. Go to their, go to their website or go in there and ask for, um, or type in Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Or like Chris said earlier, just type in Soulbatical. There's nothing else like it. (laughs) Um, S O U L B B A T I C A L. Um, and you can follow me on, um, Instagram is where I'm most active. It's at spelled exactly the same way. Um, uh, but I also have soulbatical coaching on, on Facebook, but Instagram is where I'm, I'm the most active and have the most fun. So yeah, stay connected and anybody can reach out to me at Shelly at com. So if you want, send me a note, like, let me know how I can support you on this journey. Um, and thank you for buying the book. This is what it looks like. My book, baby.
0: I I love that cover it is freaking
1: oh bad. isn't it great it is yeah I so only funny. had I know this is totally off topic but I only had one requirement for my book cover because the author doesn't design a book cover and the publisher this is published by Simon and Schuster they have a big design department and whatever and I said the only requirement is that it is orange or predominantly orange because <laughs> that's my color and that's my brand and I think they did a phenomenal job I yeah. absolutely love it and I feel yeah and it's out in the world i've been visiting my book baby in the wild i've seen her at barnes and noble so far and yes. it's super cool some independent bookstores too I so love thank it. You. it is yeah. it is
0: just the beginning for it so everyone go get the book soulbatical s-o-u-l-b-b-a-t-i-c-a-l and shelly thank you for doing this work for transforming yeah. lives for giving people freedom and helping them to give themselves permission to be their greatest possible self to be the chief soul officer
1: Awesome. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for doing the work you do. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Okay. Yeah, of course. Take care. Bye.
0: From the bottom of my heart. Thank you for tuning in right now. We've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment you have an opportunity to rewrite your story right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self?